Is a 3-10 and 10 high school coach now leading your team? Well, if you're a Colts fan and your new coach is Jeff Saturday, the answer is yes. It's time for Garbage Time. Guys, welcome into Garbage Time Fantasy Football tonight. We are recapping week nine in what was a hell of a performance for many players this past weekend. Right, Ron Seymour? Yeah, it was a good week. It was. I mean, it looked like Joe Mixon was stomping on your throat this past weekend in uh, Ryan's matchup against you. Yeah, it wasn't a great time. (laughs) Did he at least let up a little bit? No, 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 no. I got absolutely destroyed in that league absolutely shellacked he uh took ryan seam on his back and proceeded to just take that boot and stop it right into your face all right guys if you like what you hear on garbage time i'm sure it was an absolute great time guys if you like what you hear on garbage time fantasy football make sure to like and subscribe to the show here on youtube we are on many different platforms and audio formats apple spotify google pandora amazon iHeartRadio. tune in we are live on twitch and twitter you can leave us voicemails at www.garbagetimeff.com. You can also make them hate mails if you hate what you hear about our opinions on this show. And guys, if you want to win this gridiron autographed Miles Sanders card, there's four things you have to do while you are listening to this podcast. Like and subscribe to the show here on YouTube. Comment that you are a part of the heckling fandom. And then the last thing you have to do is go over to Apple and leave us what Ron would like to say is a honest five-star review, if that's what you feel like we are actually doing for you guys. And then at the end of the fantasy season, that dirty hat that is on his head will come off that hat. We will put your name in that hat. And if your hat name is drawn out of that hat, you will win that Miles Sanders card. And he's been playing pretty damn good this year, I think. Right, Ron? Yeah, really good, actually. Yeah, absolutely. And guys, if you want to leave any questions while we are live on the show, feel free to do that down in the comments here. You can also do it after the show if you are not listening to this live. You can reach us on Instagram at Garbage Time Fantasy Football, where we will answer the questions there as well. On our website, as we already listened, and on Twitter at Garbage underscore Time FF. And with that long monologue, let's get into the news. News updates. All right. First thing I already alluded to at the beginning of the show, I believe there was some shuffling around the league at some head coaching position and some positional coaching positions today. Correct, Ron? Yep. That would be Frank Reich of the Indianapolis Colts today was fired and they replaced him with who I think is someone who is very smart, um, is a Hall of Famer for the Indianapolis Colts, Jeff Saturday. But comically, we talked about in our chat today, he's a 3-10 high school coach who really doesn't have much coaching experience, but does seem to know his way around the schematics of football, as we can see when he's actually talking about his knowledge on football podcasts and shows. Correct, Ron? Yeah, I mean, he was around football a long time. He knows the game. Just got to see if it can translate into an actual coaching position. Uh, is this them trying to make a move to maybe move up the board and potentially take a quarterback this year because they're absolutely sick of rolling out retreads? Or do they honestly believe that uh, Saturday can actually do something for this team? My personal opinion is, is that he can do something positive for this offensive line and get Jonathan Taylor going. I mean, I think he's going to focus on the run game. He is an offensive lineman. That's generally their mm-hmm. MO. Uh, I just think they did Frank Wright dirty. How is he supposed to? I mean, the man has a winning record coaching the Indianapolis Colts, and yet they never get him a quarterback. So this is all true. Uh, Just recently broke over the last few hours, too. Josh Allen is being now evaluated for a UCL injury. Uh, This is typically a kind of injury that takes about four weeks to recover from. Um, I believe that he had incurred this during the Jets game, if I'm not mistaken. And he did have an injury like this similar – uh, a few years ago playing for the Bills, and he was out for four weeks. So what's your evaluation on Josh Allen going forward for fantasy football owners to have him run? Uh, most reports I have read don't seem too awful worried about it. Uh, mm-hmm. Definitely monitor the 
practice reports and such going in through the week. So you're not you're not of the understanding that this is going to be as serious as the previous injury that he had a few years ago. Everything that I've seen so far has been, you know, mostly positive, just a uh, rest and pain management, but who knows? They could be lying to us. Is there, is he in any danger of missing at least this week against the Vikings in your opinion? I don't think they'll, if if he's able to go, I think he'll go even Mm -hmm. if he's slightly limited Uh, against the Vikings, you're going to want to put your best team out there. Last question I got for you about this, um, and actually this was a question posed from JJ, and I think it's a very good question. Do you think this could impact the fantasy football players around the Bills uh, if he's having to rest this injury? Are they going to draw it back for him a little bit? Is this going to impact the wide receivers and the running backs on this team? Uh, If anything, it would impact the wide receivers more, I think, if they would probably try running the ball Mm -hmm. more because of his elbow. So you think this could be positive for Singletary? It could be, yeah. Okay. Uh, Alvin Kamara's video is now out in full, and it, from a public perception, does not seem too very good, does it, Ron Seymour? Well, from everything that I've heard and read and all that, the video doesn't really show much that's actually conclusive. It's very blurry. Uh, it's really hard to pinpoint who's who and mm-hmm. – who's actually doing anything. So um, in the Twitterverse, not necessarily the NFL realms, they're talking about that suspension potentially being moved up. Do you think that that is nothing but absolute fodder moving around Twitter and that the NFL will still wait for the legal system to pander out before they actually decide on a suspension? Yeah, I think they'll wait just because like I said, that video really from everything I've read, that video really hasn't changed much. Okay. All right, and for the Carolina Panthers, Sam Darnold is expected to come off the IR. What can we make of this Panthers quarterback position going forward? Is P.J. Walker still the guy, and does that make some of these wide receivers more or less valuable now that we see Sam coming off the IR, or is this something we can completely ignore? Just ignore it. They already came out and announced P.J. Walker starting this week. Okay. We'll move on to Aaron Jones, whose x-ray came back clean. So he is negative and expected to try to practice this week. If he does miss Sunday, uh, do you have any faith in A.J. Dillon's fantasy outlook in the upcoming week? Yeah, I think he's a solid running back, too, if Aaron Jones misses. I mean, this offense has looked not great. Mm -hmm. And they're going to need their running backs. They're heavily involved, so... Yeah, I think he's a solid RB2 if Aaron Jones don't play. Last thing I wanted to talk about is another Packers player, Romeo Doves, also had a high ankle sprain. Um, JJ says that he hates that piece of shit wide receiver. Um, Specifically, he hates that piece of shit wide receiving core for the Packers. This is in his notes, not mine. So what is your opinion on the wide receiving core for the Packers going forward now that Romeo Doves has an injury? I mean... The offense has already looked bad. These None of these wide receivers on this team can stay healthy this year. We've seen right. Alan Lazard, Christian Watchett, Watson, Romeo Dubs, and Sammy Watkins all have injuries. And it's like you guys could have tried harder at the trade deadline to get this man some help, but you didn't. Barely they did, but... The Steelers thought that the Bears would suck worse than the Packers. They both offered a second-round pick and went with the Bears. Sounds like that's going to bite him in the ass. Yeah, I think it might at this point. JJ just must be living in his glory just watching the Packers just crumble this year. Like, I that's think we all kind of are. Yeah, I'm kind of enjoying the ride. I, I love watching the New England Patriots lose games this year and still this barely hover around 500. This whole season seems weird. It does. I, I'm as a Jets fan. I'm waiting for the rug to rip out from under us, and it hasn't. Yet. <laughs> no, I hear as you can see, I'm, I'm very happy with the win this past weekend. We'll talk about that in the recap show, but it just doesn't feel right. Something feels weird. You, you, you waiting for your rug to rip out, Ron? Oh yeah, oh yeah. 
And with, with those eerie sentiments, let's get to the weekly recap and talk about the weird shit that happened this past weekend. Uh, playoffs? But they are who we thought they were, and we let them off the hook. You play to win the game. All right, let's talk about the good, the bad, and the surprising of week nine. So, all right, let's talk. Let's right off the bat talk about the good. Kenneth Walker, again, has two touchdowns and over 100 yards against the Cardinals. Talk about Kenneth Walker here for a minute, Ron. Well, he's everything people thought he was going to be coming out of college. I mean, took him a while. Obviously, the Seahawks already had Rashad Penny, but everyone knew that Penny was probably going to get injured at some point or another. Mm Mm-hmm. And Kenneth Walker just took the job. And with the Seattle Seahawks being a surprisingly good offense, he's ready to roll. RB1, rest of the year. All right, I got a question for you, long-term anyway. Uh, For Dynasty, who would you rather have long-term if Brees Hall comes back healthy, him or Kenneth Walker? They both seem very, very good for fantasy football. Yeah. This is a tough one. I, it I is was hard thinking about this Brees, one a little bit. I think bit Brees Hall is the more explosive of the two, mm-hmm. but Brees Hall is probably going to miss close to half of next season too. Um, at least the first four or five weeks, I would assume. Um, and Kenneth Walker is in a normally very, a much more run-heavy offense. However, we've seen the Jets kind of try to be more run-heavy this year. It's worked out for him. I think I would go with Brees just because of the explosiveness. It sucks because you're not going to have him the rest of this year, part of next year. But I think once he's on, he's way more explosive. I, I get AP vibes from him. I think he'd be back by week one. But the thing is, is I think he would kind of be in a committee for the first four or five weeks, as you're alluding to. You may they may just rest until week four or five. But I could see them bringing him back early and then just running a committee until he's fully ready to go. Um, could take a while though. It's a tough injury to come back from. Uh, Travis Etienne, 109 yards, two touchdowns, 17 yards receiving. Does he have an absolute stranglehold on being a top five running back rest of the year? Yeah, he's kind of the central point of that offense. I think he uh I think he's definitely gotta be considered at least top eight going the rest of the year in PPR formats. He's just he's been on a tear. Yeah, I really hope we don't get an injury on that front too. It's just so many running backs seem to be going down lately. And these young talented ones too. So hopefully all of these guys remain healthy. Joe Mixon was an absolute fucking Superman this past weekend, scoring five touchdowns, as we already alluded to, and throwing two punches to your gut and three to your chin with five total touchdowns. So, Ron, what is Joe Mixon's outlook for the rest of the season? Is he going to have any more performances even remotely close to this, or was this just an outlier at his best fantasy performance you'll ever have? Oh, I mean, yeah, he won't ever reach anything like this again. But, I mean, two touchdowns in a game is definitely within the realm of possibility, especially with Jamar Chase still missing time. Mm -hmm. Uh, They leaned heavy on the run, kind of like we thought they were going to. It was a pretty, you know, cushy matchup. But this is what they're going to want to do, protect Joe Burrow, you know, just win games like this if they can. Right. But I think when Jamar Chase comes back, you'll see him, his workload go back to what it was, which wasn't bad still. But All right. Justin Jefferson does what Justin Jefferson does, 115 yards and a touchdown. We can just slot him in. There's nothing else to add here, correct? Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, I wanted to throw this into the good category as opposed to the surprising category because – we're starting to see this as an outlier here. Um, the Washington Commanders wide receivers, even with, I would say, below average play of Taylor Heineke, seem to be pretty decent for fantasy football. Both Curtis Samuel and Terry McLaurin were all right. Not great, but all right for fantasy football. So as long as Heineke is the quarterback for the Commanders, do you guys see Do you see both of these guys being relevant going forward? Yeah, flex with wide receiver three 
upside probably. Mm-hmm. I don't think they'll tank you. And Heineke really, I think uh, McLaurin actually has wide receiver two upside. Heineke likes to target him. He knows he's the best wide receiver out there. My only worry is whenever Jahan Dotson comes back, if he starts getting a rapport with Heineke, I think he is probably the better of the three wide receivers on that team. But that still kind of remains to be seen. The kid is talented. The kid's got speed. And I think eventually he is going to beat out both of them to be the number one wide receiver on that roster. But it may take a little while because Terry McLaurin is talented, very talented. Yeah. Um, so give the rookie time. We've seen him flash already. He's just coming back from injuries. All right. As JJ alluded to, there is some piece of shit wide receivers on the Green Bay Packers as of late. But one of them who is not a piece of shit is Alan Lazard, who went for 87 yards and a touchdown and is probably the de facto number one wide receiver of a dead-in-the-water Aaron Rodgers. So what is Alan Lazard's prospects going forward, Ron? Oh, I think they're good. I mean, he's obviously very clearly the number one, has the most trust of Aaron Rodgers, and it looks like they're going to be involved in a lot of games where they have to try to win throwing the ball, which is wild. The teams that they've lost to this year, like – Dropping five in a row, this last one of the Lions. Hey, I had a last-minute turnaround on picking the Lions and win that game. I changed to Sunday morning, and it worked out. Well, you listen to the smart, you know, the person in our podcast that has the best record at picking games up to this point in the season, which was smart of you. That's okay. I had the best week this week, so we'll see how that goes going forward. (laughs) All right, let's talk about a player that was very impressive off his first week with his new team, the Minnesota Vikings. Being traded from a rival, the Detroit Lions, uh, TJ Hawkinson did everything that he was expected to do with the Vikings in his very first week, coming off nine catches and 70 yards. So what did you like about uh, TJ Hawkinson's performance for the Vikings this past week? Oh, just the fact that how involved he was in his first week there, obviously kind of a short week for him, you know, Mm -hmm. getting traded on Tuesday or yeah, Tuesday. Yeah. So, I mean, and he had, what, five or six catches for 50-something yards? Like, do I think Quickly. he's going to do – do I think he's going to do that every week? Probably not. But in this in this offense, you know, touchdowns are generally there. So he always has a chance to get a touchdown. I think he's a solid tight end one going forward. It was actually a little bit better than you thought. I, I mentioned it right at the beginning of my uh, monologue there. It was actually – Nine times he was targeted. He caught all nine of them, and it was for 70 yards. Oh, he had, wow. a, he had a damn good week. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, obviously, he's not going to do that, but we always talk about that baseline of, like, eight points mm-hmm. for a tight end to, you know, not kill your week. I think he easily gets that every week. Well, what makes this even more impressive is, as you alluded to, I believe, last week, it's not like Kirk Cousins throws to the tight end position all that often. Herb Smith was having an all right season, but I don't think he's got nearly the ceiling that TJ Hawkinson has in this offense. Well, I mean, we say that, but, I mean, back when Kyle Rudolph was there, mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins always wanted to. And I think Irv Smith would have been more involved, but he couldn't get away from the injuries. So they realized that Kirk Cousins plays better when he has a very – athletic talented tight end and they made a point i mean they gave up a second round pick to go get this man and let's not forget tj hawkinson i believe was a top 10 tight end in the first round to be fair one week of this whole season probably put him in the top 10 no i mean like draft pick like when he came out of college i think he was top 10 he was very much so Next player we're going to talk about here, uh, as expected, and as everyone predicted on this podcast and many analysts uh, around the fantasy realms predicted, Josh Palmer had a very good week, eight receptions for 108 yards. Austin Eckler also helped carry the team, got in the end zone, got a healthy amount of passing and rushing work. Did you like what you saw from the Chargers offense this week against a very uh, shady Atlanta Falcons offense? Defense? I mean, not <laughs> really, but I, I still think that... It was enough. It was enough, but... If they had Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, they probably would have won this game handedly. 
Well, let me rephrase that then. Do you like what you saw from Josh Palmer in his dynasty aspects then? And maybe as a weekly fill-in if these guys are hurt. I mean, he definitely needs to be rostered just because if one of these guys is hurt, then he's shown to come in and easily pick up the work. Uh, it makes me wonder about if Keenan Allen will be on this team next year. Yeah, I'm kind uh, of questioning that too. They may cut or trade him. I don't think they'd cut him. I don't think it'd be a cut thing. I think it'd be a trade and try to do it that way. I'm not by no means saying Josh Palmer is Keenan Allen, but you could see them go trade for, or not trade, trade Keenan Allen away and then draft another wide receiver and start fresh with a couple of younger guys with Justin Herbert. I heard the Giants need another wide receiver. Maybe that's an outlaw. They need like four wide receivers, <laughs> roughly. Speaking of a team that's actually starting to utilize their young wide receivers outside of Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson almost again had 100 yards just under that. So what's your thoughts on uh, Garrett Wilson and the Wilson to Wilson hookup going forward? Uh, they looked pretty good against a pretty stingy Buffalo Bills defense. I want to say that this is just going to keep going, but like he's had two really good weeks now, and I just feel like it's going to stop the next time I play. I know they got a bye week this week, and they might try to get Elijah more and more involved coming out of it. Mm-hmm. I don't but know. I saw the uh, all of Elijah Moore's highlights from this past week, and he did a lot of running. He sure did a lot of running, but he's he been doing a lot of runs. He's been doing a lot of routes and a lot of running. The first seven or eight weeks, and yeah. they haven't been getting in the ball, so I don't think that's going to change, Ron. I really don't. I, I do worry because Zach Wilson is staring down Garrett Wilson. But here's where you're going to have to worry about that. It's not Elijah Moore. It's the fact that Corey Davis is going to be coming back in a week or two, and he is a former target hog of Zach Wilson's who he would stare down. So how are those targets going to work out now that he's been work looking Garrett Wilson's way? Is Corey Davis going to take a few of those away? Is Elijah Moore going to get more involved? What the hell is Denzel Mims getting involved in this offense for? It, it's a small pie with the way they're playing with Zach Wilson, which is short passes, not a ton of passing, and not turning over the ball. So the pie is very small for Zach Wilson. And if he's going to play marginally well, like I thought he did this week because he played within the offense, Probably only one of these guys are going to perform well week to week. So is Garrett Wilson's just levels above these other wide receivers where you're going to see this week in and week out? I'm not sure. No, I think Garrett Wilson is very clearly Zach Wilson's favorite target now. I'm hoping so. I don't care about Corey Davis. Like, he'll have his weeks. I mean, Denzel Mims is sprinkled in there, but you've seen it. Every time they needed something – it was to Garrett Wilson, and he is just gets those contested catches that Zach Wilson desperately needs someone to get. He can definitely go up and get it. Kid's a boss. I'm very happy he's on the roster. Tuatunga Veloa, outside of his concussion games, has looked pretty damn good. Another three passing touchdowns this past weekend against uh, the new depleted Bears defense who traded away their best players. So what's your <laughs> thoughts on Tua going forward? Uh, stardom. That's it. Yeah, top five. Awesome. Geno Smith made uh, the Cardinals his bitch this past week, and Tyler Lockett Lockett looked pretty decent. What's your thoughts on Geno Smith in the upcoming weeks? I feel like he's been in the good category for many weeks this year. Stardom, top That's ten. Lockett. Stardom, top fifteen. DK. Stardom, top fifteen. All right, surprising or bad category next. Surprising. Ooh, we're going out of order, huh? You want to keep the negative for the end of the show? Yeah. All right, let's talk about his boy then. Justin Fields, even in a loss, very good for fantasy football. I think this will make JJ happy because they move up in draft pick selection, making it potential that they could actually go ahead after a wide receiver during the draft. But they're building around him. Uh, Justin Fields set the single single game rushing record for a quarterback on 178 yards. Absolute boss on the ground. The rushing game seems to be working well for them. Uh, 123 yards passing, three passing TDs, I believe, but they came up short against the Dolphins. So what's your thoughts on Justin Fields? Is the switch clicked on for him? Is he now an every-week start for the Bears? And what do his long-term outlooks 
look compared to the other quarterbacks in that draft class with him? Oh, I think he's clearly the best quarterback that comes out of that draft class. It's looking damn good for him. Clearly. Um, most athletic. Uh, Easily the like most the athletic. Coaching, looks like the coaching staff is finally using him. They're finally making more design runs. The only thing that scares me is, I mean, he had a phenomenal fantasy week this week. His next two matchups are very juicy. I can't remember exactly who they are, mm-hmm. but they're good. But the 123 passing yards, like, I wish he would have had more like 170, 180. And I know that doesn't sound like a lot more, but it would have been nice to see that. But he's a lock to get you probably 50 rushing yards every week. Is this the formula we're going to see going forward for the Bears for not just this year, but upcoming seasons as well? I think it'll be very similar. Uh, They'll probably, especially going into like next year, they're going to try to get more offensive linemen, him some more weapons, so he doesn't have to run as much. You want to protect him. You don't want him getting injured. So I think it shifts a little bit, especially going into the next year, but this year they might not have a choice. Right. I didn't see uh, how involved was Chase Claypool. Did he play at all? I didn't even see. Uh, that would be more of a question for JJ. I didn't get to cover the game a lot, but I feel like Claypool wasn't that involved. We'll uh, follow up on that in a show later this week, along with some apology bets that I owe JJ and I believe Ryan owes you, correct? Yeah, Ryan only owes me because you wouldn't take the bet because you were scared. Right, yeah. No, I was uh, totally goading Ryan into it, and he took it. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you for that, Ryan. Uh, Jared Goff threw two I was almost. I was almost too right. There was a moment there I was watching the game and like I'm like, wait a minute, are the Titans gonna win by 12? Like (laughs) with seven yards of offense in the second (laughs) half. That was wild. Their defense showed up though. Yeah, no, they uh they've got the formula to definitely uh bring a hurting to the Chiefs. The Chiefs kind of got some help there at the end, I think, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. Just you know, got the got a little bit of favoritism. Yeah, it must be nice to have Patrick Mahomes on your team. Yeah. All right, as I already said, Jared Goff threw two touchdown passes uh, to his replacement tight ends here, uh, Shane Zelstra and James Mitchell in the second and fourth quarters of this game. Can we make anything out of the tight end position for the Lions? Are we touching these guys? Are we no. putting maybe James Mitchell on our dynasty team right at the back end, or are you ignoring these two players? I'm ignoring them. They didn't really do anything with Hawkinson most of the year. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to worry about some guy named Shane Z- Zip Popper or whatever his name is. Zilstra. Yeah, Zip Popper, like I said. <laughs> Zip Pepper. That's his new name, Shane Zip Pepper. All right. Uh, this is something I kind of hinted at last week, and I thought he was going to get very uh, involved with Raheem Mostert. So, while I didn't think you were going to get a direct split right away, uh, the Dolphins thought they needed to get the direct split right away. Jeff Wilson split carries with Raheem Mostert in his first game of the Dolphins. Give us a breakdown of what this means for this backfield. Uh, is this going to be something that we're going to see going forward? Was this because of game script? Did they just want to get Jeff Wilson involved in it? What is his fantasy value going forward? And should we be worried about Raheem Mostert? Yeah, I think you have to worry about both of them. Uh Okay. In the beginning of the year, they tried doing this with Chase Edmonds and Raheem Mostert, but Raheem Mostert just looked so much better that they ended up just giving him all the work. As Jeff true. Wilson came in. Jeff Wilson was playing well all year too, but the 49ers went and got Christian McCaffrey, so they're like, we don't need you anymore. It's like that uh, Toy Story gif where Andy just dropping Woody, I don't want to play with you no more. We don't want you no more. You're right, yeah. And so – you know, McDaniel being the 49er, you know, old coach he was, was like, I'll take you, sir. Mm-hmm. And now you're going to see a split. And I think it hurts both their fantasy football value. Yes. Uh, I really think, and I think we'll talk about this a little bit more tomorrow, that Jeff Wilson is probably the number one running back target on the waivers this week. And I like his outlook for the rest of the season. I do think he's going to take more carries away from Ricky Mostert because I think he's uh, more reliable just from a health standpoint. Mm 
Um, I think they'll look to get Raheem Mostert some less carries because he's explosive, and you'll get those nice explosive plays with less carries with him. And I think Wilson could potentially be that first and second down running back for them. I, I kind of think that's going to be the roles for these two. And I think they both do have viability, but you're right. It's a little bit scary. But Jeff <laughs> Wilson's fantasy value went from completely dead when Christian McCaffrey got to that team to at least viable getting traded at the Miami Dolphins. Next thing I wanted to talk about, there is other players on the Bears other than the wide receivers. Uh, Cole Komet scored two touchdowns this past weekend. Are we picking Cole Komet out of the tight end dumpster again and putting him on our rosters? No, I think the passing pie is too low there. Mm -hmm. Um, You'll be chasing the touchdowns, and I I don't know if I would want to do that with Komet. Like, I do think this offense looks better. I do think they continue to grow, but I don't know if Komet – I know I keep going back to this, but it's that eight-point rule with tight ends. And, you know, you know what I mean? This is something I've been finding. Like, you want to find – everyone's like, oh, you want to find the one that could have an explosive week. No, I'd rather find the one that's going to consistently get me seven to nine points and not kill my week. Um. (laughs) And I don't know if Komet is in that range for me yet. Um, obviously, definitely could have you know his two touchdown games, but he could have his games where he's one for eight, right? And just tank your whole week. All right, let's talk about the running game for the Atlanta Falcons. So this was a little bit surprising and a, and a little bit weird here. Cordell Patterson came back, got the touchdown, looked all right health wise. But Algier on limited carries got 99 yards, but it was a split backfield again this week. So break down uh, the league-leading rushing of the Atlanta Falcons and what this is going to mean for fantasy football. Is there flexible players on this roster? What does Cordell Patterson look like going forward? How the hell did Algier almost have 100 yards? Like, what do we make of this backfield? Yeah, I don't know. Algier hasn't really looked great. So I don't know how he quite got there, but he did. And then Cordero Patterson comes back. I think he just got scared for his job and was like, oh, wait, I better run harder. Was this based on just the vulnerability of the Chargers defense? The Chargers do, like, beg you to run the ball. They are, I think, 32nd against the run. Mm-hmm. I think this is going to be Cord- – and I I do believe that they uh, limited Cordero a little bit. So I think you'll see Cordero get more attempts than Tyler Algier going forward but I don't think he's going to get all of them. I think Algier will probably get about 10 attempts a game. And like you said, they they lead the league in rushing right now. And what's the viability of Algier and Huntley going forward? Honestly, it's hard because I don't, th- I don't like either one of them because I think they're splitting the backup role behind Cordero Patterson. Mm-hmm. And I think any given week, it could be one or the other with those two. Are they emergency flexes then? Emergency flexes at best. Okay. All right, let's talk about a player who I don't think is an emergency flex, but uh, his counterpart could be a little bit of an argument here. Michael Carter looked damn solid uh, against the Bills. 76 yards rushing, 10 receiving, and one touchdown. So looked pretty explosive with a, I wouldn't say a, Offensive line that's in shambles, but it's definitely patchworked. And James Robinson, while I admit he looked a little bit slow in the game with a sore knee, he was still viable. Got the touchdown in the passing game. So break down the Jets' uh, running game for me going forward. What did what did you like here? What didn't you like? What's the outlook of these two going forward? Michael Carter is the one I want. James Robinson is dead to me. Absolutely dead still. Yep. Hmm, interesting. Uh. What's your thought on uh, a very surprising player by the last name of Blackshear getting garbage time touchdown uh, for the Panthers? Is this a name to ignore going forward? Yes. I don't even know who it is. It's <laughs> like, like that we uh, there was some garbage time in garbage time fantasy football, the surprising category. You ready to talk about the bad on this week? Because there was a lot of it. I love the bad. All right. This is real bad. P.J. Walker and Baker Mayfield. Absolute dog shit. Let's talk about them a little bit. What do we make of the quarterback situation for the Panthers going forward? But more specifically, how does this affect 
their only good wide receiver going forward, DJ Moore? Uh, I'm not playing anybody on the Panthers. No more DJ Moore? No. He, we, we've seen this so many years with him. He'll have two or three good games, and then someone they'll finally be like, oh, yay, DJ Moore, and then he won't do anything the rest of the year. I'm not trusting P.J. Walker. I'm not trusting Sam Darnold. I'm not trusting Baker Mayfield. Poo on all of them. Poo on all of them? Yeah. Dante Foreman, I guess, is still at least a flex play. The running back. So you're just saying the whole offense is just... Crap. No, see, that didn't work because that shit was happy. Nothing about this offense makes you happy. Fair enough. All right, let's talk about another offense that was just absolute poo this past weekend. <laughs> the Colts offense couldn't produce at the running back position, which there is an injury, I believe, to Deion Jackson. We did not talk about it in the news, so maybe we can talk about that a little bit. Uh, the wide receivers sucked. The quarterback position sucked. The whole offense sucked and it led to their head coach getting fired and them now playing a high school coach as their interim. So what do we make of the Colts offense going forward? What players do we like? Who do we hate? What do we make of this whole situation? I don't know. I don't know how they don't put Matt Ryan back in there. Ew. I mean, yeah, but he looked better than this Ellinger guy. Sam Ellinger? Yeah, him. All right. Should have uh, Jonathan Taylor back next week. I think they're going to – I wouldn't be surprised if Jonathan, Jonathan Taylor gets like 37 carries next week. Okay. What about the playability of Pittman and Alec Pierce going forward? Oh, God. Flex plays at best. That's some garbage. Yep. Pat's offense was also inconsistent. What do you make of the Pat's offense? Is it simply uh, one player? It's Jacoby Myers in a PPR and Ramon J. Stevenson. That's it. That's all you've got going forward. Yeah, I don't I don't trust Mac Jones. I don't this this is just gonna be defense and run game mostly. Okay. Worst performance in the last few years from him may be injury related, um, may just be good defense related because he kind of got shut down here. Josh Allen looked pretty good due to the rushing upside that he's always going to give you. But this was a middling performance compared to what he does. Usually he elevates your fantasy team and absolutely takes charge of any given week. He still rushed for two, but he also went only for 205 yards with two interceptions. So what was up with Josh Allen in this game? Was he just uh, fleeced by a good defense? Was it injuries? Was he rattled? What happened to Josh Allen this past week? I think the Jets have a good defense. I think uh, Sauce is out there playing his mind out. Your other corner there, Reed, I think his name is. DJ Reed. DJ Reed has been playing really good ball. I just think the Jets have a really good defense. Michael Carter I, is quietly a top 15 corner, too, in the slot. And I just I don't think the Bills were ready for that. Um, so they have to play each other speak. again still, right? Yep. That'll be December yeah. 11th, I believe. I kind of think when they come back, mm -hmm. unless the Jets' offense can pick it up, I think you might see a little bit of a shellacking on your hands. It's possible. But, dude, Sauce Gardner is legit. It's nice to see motherfuckers I get got, lost in the sauce. I got to give the Jets' scouting crew and everyone drafting mad props because they hit on – Everything. Just about everything. This There's year. not one player that hasn't performed well for them. All of them. There, There isn't one. It's insane. I mean, even go back to last year where you get Michael Carter, like in what, the third round or what was it? Something third, like that. Third or fourth and, I mean, yeah, you lost Brees Hall, but Michael Carter is a, a great replacement to have. Like, you could do a lot worse. Yeah. So I just think they're, that whole organization is on the right track. I mean, you're I just missing... don't know if Zach Wilson is the guy. He looked all right. They he played it in the offense. He it was definitely his best performance overall performance I think this year. It but wasn't... I see way too many balls hilariously underthrown. 
like underthrown. What the hell are you watching? He overthrows them. It's never seen, underthrown. No, there was so many balls that hit the dirt in front of the people's feet. Like no, no, no. That's so not many plays ball. I don't know what game film you're watching. He over massively overthrows the them. game he's playing. Well, that's that's even more of a problem. If he's underthrowing to the point where I'm noticing it, overthrowing to the point where you're noticing it means the man's not accurate and he needs to fucking fix it. <laughs> he was throwing some dimes this past weekend. He looked damn good this past weekend. I'm yeah, not saying he's I been highly consistent, but there. well, I mean, even your quarterback can, I guess. All right, let's move on. Uh, Atlanta Falcons wide receivers and tight ends are once again giant piles of shit. 30 total yards from Kyle Pitts or Drake London. Neither one of them got above that mark. My God, save these players. Yeah, you got to get them a fucking quarterback. <laughs> I wish, I kind of wish that they uh, weren't winning the division at the moment. That way, but they maybe, are. They would put, maybe they would put Desmond Ritter in there, but. Ain't going to happen, I don't think. Yeah, I don't know why they don't see what they got with him. All right. Let's uh, talk about uh, JJ's favorite segment on the day. Man, Aaron Rodgers looked like a really bad Brett Favre out there throwing willy-nilly, getting picked off three times as a result of the Lions taking charge and every time they got into the red zone. <laughs> what is wrong with Aaron Rodgers? He's so bad at football right now. Is he going to retire? I hope so. I don't think he will, but my God, he's just playing. At all. I hope he does tomorrow. Who's playing worse this year, him or Russell Wilson? It's probably Russell Wilson, but I think you just notice it more with Rodgers because the defense is also playing like shit. Russell mm -hmm. Wilson is getting bailed out a lot by that Denver defense. Yeah, it's a damn good defense. It's the only thing that's really kept them a little bit alive this year. They're still very much on the outside looking in. Yeah. But they got a win in London, so... You know, at least they won't have to listen to him squatting on the plane while they're trying to sleep, I guess. Miami Dolphins defense, terrible. The offense is good. Defense, real bad. Uh, is there anything that they can do to fix the secondary? Or are you streaming quarterbacks going forward against the secondary? No, they had one bad game. But let's, let's be honest, not every quarterback that comes in there is going to run for 178 yards. This is I true. Mean, Justin Fields only had 120 yards passing. So, so what do they need to do to shore up that defense, and will they? Uh, what I'm asking here is, is there vulnerability that we can pay attention to for fantasy football? No, I don't think so. Okay. Because of the exact reason I said, they only threw for 120 yards. I don't think the defense is bad. I think they may be bad against running quarterbacks. They're pretty bad against the pass. They are, statistically. Uh, I don't know. I think they'll be all right. Okay. 15 of 18, 149 yards. Taylor Henneke somehow keeps the wide receivers relevant, but this game did not look good for him. Uh, what's your thoughts on Henneke going forward? Um, Nothing. Nothing? Off yeah. the radar? Yeah. All right. Josh Jacobs came back to earth. 20 yards receiving, but 67 yards rushing. Compared to what he has been doing, this is – Marginal. What's your thoughts on Josh Jacobs going forward? Is this just one average week? Yeah, just an average week. He's definitely a – he'll pick it up. He'll be fine. You're expecting more blow-ups in the upcoming weeks? I mean, I'll just expect, you know, 80 to 100 yards and some receiving work every week. Okay. Adam Thielen kind of remains cold. 67 yards, but doesn't seem to be having a lot of impact for fantasy football. How so, are we getting people with like 67 yards in the bad category? Because there's been some damn, damn good players and some very average players. And we got to talk about these ones that are kind of meandering in the middle and what you need to do with them on your fantasy rosters. So tell me about Adam Thielen because we haven't heard his name in a little while and he's just kind of middling in the muck. So this is bad for today. Well, if this is bad for today, then it was a pretty good week. It wasn't awful. We'll get into some more awful players. Don't worry. Because 67 yards from your wide receiver is not that bad. Okay. And Especially when you're only expecting Adam Thielen to be a wide receiver three flex option. If anybody's starting Adam Thielen as a wide receiver two or better, then they should be making sure they tune into the waiver wire show tomorrow to fix their <laughs> roster. 
because if you are starting Adam Thielen in your flex or wide receiver three, you're pretty well happy with how many catches did he have? He had a few. Right. So 67 yards on, let's say, three catches. That's nine points in your flex or wide receiver three. I'm fine with that. You saying I'm hating on him right now? I think you're just your bad is not quite in the bad. You're just your your bad is has been very just an average day for people. There's been a lot of average players, but for this week it's kind of bad. Do you want to get into real bad then? Yeah. Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon, absolutely fucking terrible. There you go. Elaborate. <laughs> well, they both had really shit games. Why? Because you're expecting the the expectation of well, I mean. AJ Dillon shouldn't have been started anyway, anywhere. He hasn't been playing like well at all. But Aaron Jones has been expected to be your running back one. And what did he finish the week on? Probably running back 40 something. (laughs) It was bad. I mean, he did get banged up in the game, but he didn't look good before then either. Right. All right. Brian Robinson rushed for negative six yards. So. What's your thoughts on the rushing game for the Washington Commanders and Brian Robinson going forward? I feel like JJ's right. It's still Antonio Gibson. I'm rooting for that kid so much. I think I the Robinson hype was unworthy, and I think you need to cut him. Wow. Okay. Maybe that'll be a debate for this upcoming week. David Montgomery, 36 yards rushing, uh, eight receiving yards. We were worried about this last week. JJ was worried about this as well. Are the wins changing in that backfield? Is Montgomery losing work? No, because Cleo Herbert only had like one fantasy point. This is also true. I think it was just that Justin Fields ran for 178 yards. Again, on any normal week, he's not going to run for 178 yards. So is this just the simple outlier of Justin Fields completely taking over the game as opposed to yeah. the running game just being bad? Yeah, Derek or David Montgomery will be fine. If you give half of those yards that Justin Fields ran for to David Montgomery, he wouldn't even be in this section. So should we ignore Twitter and say the winds of change are coming to David Montgomery's backfield? Yeah, don't. Okay. Fuck them. <laughs> yeah. He still just, had, just kidding, he still we had love more you. work than Clear Herbert. All right. Dante Foreman, 23 yards rushing, really killed fantasy owners this week. Uh, I'm piling in the crow. Did not look good this week, but I think he's still viable going forward. What's your thoughts on Dante Foreman? Yeah, I think he'll still have good weeks. I just think you got to keep in mind that this is within the range of outcomes. So you should probably play matchups better if you have any other options that you are, you know, back and forth on with your roster. Mm-hmm. Look at the matchups. If it doesn't look like the Panthers are going to have a good matchup, you might want to pivot. Elijah Moore did not have a single catch. But ran a shitload of routes. What's going yeah, on there? Is it just the doghouse? That's his role. He just got to make sure the turf is nice and loosened up for everyone else. Uh, he, so they just have him run around a bunch. So everything's nice and worked in. So no one else gets hurt. Absolutely. Welcome to the Denzel Mims experience. Uh, you will be a starter again in two years. All right. I'm going to say Brown had an average game by, by his standards. It was bad. Is this just him coming off of injury, getting the 55 yards? I think this is just the Lions offense not being great. I mean, even though they beat the Packers, I think they put up 15 points or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, it wasn't a good showing by either team, really. Okay. And then last little segment I wanted to get to you with, um, I wanted to talk about more of the AFC East running backs here. We already talked about uh, specifically uh, Wilson but I wanted to focus more on Raheem Moster, who got a touchdown, but split work here. And the Bills rushing game, where Singletary only got 24 yards rushing, got some receiving work. But Naheem Hines and Cook seem to be getting involved in there, too. So which backfield are you more concerned about going forward? And break them both down for me. Which one am I more concerned about? That would have yes. to be the Bills, just because in most cases, they're not going to run the ball very much anyway. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I do think that Singletary will still be the main first and second down guy. But I I do see James Cook getting in there for some carries. And Naheem Hines, I, I wouldn't be shocked if Devin Singletary never sees another target again in his tenure with the Bills. As long as because Naheem Hines is going to get them. Yeah, Naheem Hines and James Cook, like I think they're going to be. So it definitely hurts his value. And there's more of them. That's why I would be more worried about that backfield than the Dolphins. Not to say that I'm not worried about the Dolphins' backfield because I think it will be a pretty substantial split. But both those guys, is if one of them goes down to injury, it's instantly the other guy is the main guy. So there's more – I think there's more upside for one of those guys than there is anyone on the Bills. You're rostering the Hines? No. Okay. Anything else you'd like to add to the good, bad, or surprise category that I missed tonight, Ron? Um, the good is the Giants were on a bye, so they couldn't <laughs> lose. The bad is I didn't get to watch Giants football. And the surprising is still the fact that they're 6-2. and two. Still surprising to me. God, fantasy football show, and we still got to stuff the Giants in the air when they didn't even play. You talked about the Jets for so long, and you mentioned their – stifling defense about 37 times. I don't want to hear about it. Yeah, well, we just beat the Bills. I think I'm allowed to, you know, gloat just a little bit. <laughs> and the Giants are 6-2, and two, so. It's nice, <laughs> it's isn't it? What the hell's going on in Jersey? very weird, and I don't like it. <laughs> I mean, I like it, but I just don't it think it's going to last. It me to my core. <laughs> Shit just doesn't make sense anymore. Guys, if you like what you hear on Garbage Time Fantasy Football, I think that this podcast at least makes a little sense. Make sure to like and subscribe to the show here on YouTube. We are also live on Twitch and Twitter. Live with us for answer. You can leave us questions as well. You can listen to us in audio formats if you're in your car and on the go on Apple, Spotify, Google, Pandora, Amazon, iHeartRadio. Tune in. Leave us voice and hate mails at www.garbagetimeff.com. You can talk to us on Twitter at garbage underscore time FF, where you can ask us your start sits waiver questions. Just talk shit to us. We also like that. We seem to get a lot of shit talking in the comments after I leave clips on the YouTube shorts. So keep doing that guys. The heckling fandom. We absolutely freaking love that. And guys, if you want to win a Miles Sanders grid iron card, Ron, what do you have to do? I'm going to quiz you here. Oh, you have to like and subscribe to our YouTube. You have to go over to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review. And you have to comment under one of our videos that you are part of the Heckling Fandom. And then you'll be entered in the end of this fantasy season. We'll put the uh, names into either my hat or a generator. uh, Oh, it's definitely going to be your hat. Maybe you'll be the only person to do it and you'll just automatically win. Who knows? Well, that's also not true because we've at least had a few people do it. But hey, it's only a few. So I know, but it's only a few. So your chances are still really good. So we're going to act really creepy here at Whisper. So creepy. creepy. Super good for the audio format. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. Please continue to listen to us, even though we're being. we'll We'll have to reach all the ASMR people and just whisper everything. Win a Miles Sanders card from the Heckling Fandom. Ron, anything else you'd like to say to the Heckling Fandom before we get out of here besides join us for the live waiver show tomorrow? Nope. All right, guys. Have a great night. Sorry about being creepy. See you tomorrow on the waiver show. Mm-hmm.